and welcome back to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Women. My name is Benedetta Jumpa and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. And hello, people of the internet, welcome back. Or as you say, I just came back from Ghana. <laughs> I just came back from Ghana. And if you know this citation, it's from Fuzodi G, the good old... Oh my gosh, 2011, like more than 20, 10 years ago. Like, it's so good. That's the beginning of the thought so cute. Like, I've been back now for almost, I think, two weeks uh, or about so. Like, I came back at the end of November. And uh, what a journey has it been? If you haven't listened to the previous episode, we missed Paul, who's a journalist, a broadcast journalist for the National in Ghana you should definitely check it out the audio is not like it's best best but it's a very good episode especially because I believe you know the visual behind this podcast is the fact of also not only me sharing my thoughts but also me being in conversation of people of the diaspora in the continent and beyond so I think it's actually a precious conversation despite that audio sometimes like not really working because sometimes you have to adapt to people especially when you're working in Ghana because poor Pearl like she had to go to work and she really worked on creating time to do the interview with me because as a part I was so busy and I had to go into the city I had to go visit my grandma I had to go visit my relatives and I would end up coming home very late she actually created time out of the work day to have me interview she even wanted me to go to the broadcasting station and see what they would do but unfortunately didn't have enough time if i did i would have loved to but that means that the next trip to ghana it's gonna be due very soon and yeah so this is a solo episode in which i'm gonna share some thoughts about my trip to ghana i have a lot of thoughts a lot of feelings about it and it's just uh, i thought like more better way to share it on the podcast while i'm running late to church again like of course because people you have to know one thing i'm one person and i really try to do everything but it's so difficult people but i love the podcast this is a personal project that i like to invest in i don't have the biggest listening rates for example by the way for spotify wrapped cream came through and i'm grateful to all the fans and the people that actually support and take the time to listen to this podcast and even if you're new you're welcome and i hope you enjoy it and i hope you can share it and if you're one time listener also want to say thank you for me it really means a lot this is a personal project in which i like to share it out. and my podcast has started three years can you believe that it's been three years since i've been doing this podcast and it's been it's been great challenging but also like i just love having this outlet i'm not gonna lie i love it 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 so this to say <laughs> that i'm gonna try to share some thoughts I'll try not to rush it too much, but it's been a very interesting trip for myself. So the last time that I've been to Ghana was in 2002. That was my first and last time that I was in Ghana as a child. So I was almost like 10 years old, I remember, because we went in July, August, and my birthday in September. It's been very interesting going there and stuff. Like after like 21 years, can you believe that? I went back to Ghana after 21 years and I was just oh my gosh that's such a long time so on one side I was very excited because the main reason why I went to Ghana is for one person and one person only Miss Nana Sewa well it's Mrs. Nana Sewa now these days my Mrs. Britannia which I'm not used to call Mrs. Britannia at this point but I can still call Miss not Miss uh, with I double S but Miss MS so because you don't always have to know our marriage state is it like no you don't have to but anyway that's the main reason why i went to ghana but then i was let me add some few days 
to see my family actually and see Ghana explore Ghana especially these days Ghana gets so hyped up especially like on TikTok the social media content everybody's just like oh my gosh we gotta go to Ghana dirty December da, 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 da. so I actually wanted to see what was happening out on the Ghanaian streets and a lot has been happening on these Ghana streets <laughs> let me tell you a lot is happening and I'm here literally turn on the experience on this planet because i'm gonna come for you i'm gonna actually come for you because you are a liar and a actresses or rather you like to play the new rich and you don't question the system around you yes i'm that family member that i'm gonna tell you that you're complying with the colonizers okay i'm gonna be that annoying person because there is no way that because basically there is no way that you all go to ghana just be comfortable in east melagon hanging there having your best time in jamestown and places and not see what's happening around the country not see what's happening on the street not seeing the dynamic how is it out there i think some of you are just lying and rather you're just having one experience or maybe god is the place for you but i don't know if Ghana is exactly the place for me. I thought I was going to go home and after a awakening moment where I, yeah, I want to spend more time here. I want to move here. I want to have, I'm going to go back to my room. The Sam, the Sankofa principle was also what was guiding me as well. It was okay, let's go. And uh, for me, it was like, let's go to Ghana, try to find ourselves, especially throughout the years I feel like almost try to be more in tune with my roots during my time in london i tried to be more in contact with my roots i moved back to italy but still i do a lot of work and especially these last couple of years working on the champs project i've been working with a lot of people i bet a lot of like-minded people of african descent that we are thinking about ourselves as black italians but also people that do want to tune back to ourselves to our spiritual practices, to our traditions. And uh, so I think a lot of us, especially text to my friend Sibao, literally, is somebody that is super wise, is an anthropologist, is somebody who is, is initiated within a uh, Yoruba spiritual tradition. And I find him so fascinated and I find him so wise and I like to learn from him and listen for through him and it was one of the first person that actually called to digest properly this trip because i think he, when i called him i had the feeling that i should call it and when i called him he gave me so much insight about okay the feelings i was feeling because at some point i was like why as much as you feel connected and happy to be here i'm also annoyed by what i'm observing because i'm just why still like the standard in Ghana is the west why is there so much inequality why is there so much child labor because we need, these are things we need to talk about especially as the experience is gonna gonna be the place where we gonna invest in see grow prosper not only in december but throughout the years in which we're gonna invest and interact also properly with the community and understand their issues and or are we going there to just be our playground? Because honestly, like, that's the thought that I had. It felt like Ghana has become the diaspora playground. And as as the diaspora, we're so disconnected from the reality of the country. Because 
I like I live basically my family at the house in Sakumara. Now my grandma, my grandma lives in Takrode, which is Western region. So that's the place where a lot of enslaved people used to sold into slavery, and there was just start a journey of no return. So my grandma is from that side. Also, my their grandfather is from that side, and my adopt. My adopted grandmother also is from that side. Meanwhile, my dad is from the eastern region, which is Ghana Dangbei region, which is more closer to the capital region. I've been visiting different places within Ghana, so it's been very nice. I hope one day, I, I would love to go back and I hope one time I get to visit another part of the country. But I just, as I'm navigating Ghana, I'm just there wondering. And sitting there and sometimes I have to get to Accra to Sakumona, Sakumona to Accra and I'm just here why am I having the experience of the Sahara Desert? I didn't sign up for experience of the Sahara Desert because why the streets are not smooth? Why am I making the dunes in the middle of the city? And literally that's where I start thinking about this quote that I saw in the museum of the Abisa Abrawa Museum in second day which by the way, if you go to Ghana, you should go to this museum. It's a great Pan-Africanist space. And I met this director that he met Malcolm X and he organized his trip. Like literally, just, these are teens that are just like, I don't get me excited. Talk about that to this and I'm just like, my dad self. Although I would love, I told Angel, like Angel is one of my well, no, bridal team. I told Angel one time I will go out with him in Ghana. I don't care what my family say, one time I will go out with Angel. Angel from the UK, I need to enjoy Ghana properly. But anyway, but also like I'm such a nerd, yeah, that I, at some point, I told my mom, I'm tired of this family visit. I want to do my own things. I want to do my research. I want to explore. I want to do museums and things like that because I'm, I'm a nerd. Let's, let's be honest, I'm a nerd. At this point, I, be, I might as well have beaten an asset. So, Bissar Abrema Museum, and there was this quote that said, Africa is the richest beggar. Because how can Africa, how can Africa be this rich? Yes. And people be struggling like that. Literally, it got uh, to my nerve. It got to my nerve. I know it's colonialism. I know it's exploitation. And sometimes you realize that colonialism still runs deep. It still runs so deep because the standard still remains the west because explain me why you Ghanaian like hotel you will charge hundred dollars hundred and twenty dollars two hundred dollars per night for hotel something that are not up to standards with western standard like why would you do that like what is that about that's why i was supposed i was me i'm going to thailand next year yeah about that because why is life so expensive god is expensive some things are super cheap like i got dandy's hair for example six euros was it six seven euros okay that's super cheap okay and uh, to people that say that you should pay people more especially if you're in the diaspora you have to be very careful about that mindset because first of all when you pay people more you actually play within the inflation within the country especially where you're paying prices that people are not used to be paid sometimes that body can really help a family okay that's great but sometimes you have to be very careful because then you may increase the prices to a certain level for locals that so they cannot afford their living. So we have to be very careful when we step in. That's why it's important to contract with people. It's not to take advantage, but sometimes to balance out the economy. Because when you start paying way too much money for the people, it balances out the economy. You know what I mean?
I don't know if it makes sense. I'm not an economist, but that's what I observe. And anyway, also something that is very complex as well when you go back to Ghana is navigating your family relationship because love my families. I'm very grateful that I got to see my grandma. I, at some point in 2021, I thought I was not going to see my grandma again. I was very scared. And uh, I started panicking at some point. This played out with me. Like, also, at the time I left the movement, it turned out it's a cheat that didn't answer because there was some issue happening with the movement. But also, the fact that my grandma was not well was like really affected my mental health and my well being because I was thinking one guilt that I have in life is the fact that. I saw my grandparents on my mom's side. Like, actually, I have to explain it because I'm talking about multiple grandparents. So, my mom, she actually had an only child, and both my grandparents, like, got, my biological grandparents got married to two different people, and my mom has siblings on both sides. And these are literally as siblings. Like, she considers them as siblings. So, for me, these are my aunties and uncles. Although I know better my grandfather's side than my grandma's side, but on my grandma's side, like, now my two aunties that are super funny. And I got to know a little bit more my my uncles of my grandma's side. And it was so interesting. I healthy. See, and I, like, it was literally great to be able to see my grandma, see, and I healthy. Seeing a house turning into a market, as I put I was way. People are coming in and out. My aunt and my mom, as I put they were getting annoyed because people love coming to my grandma's house and she'll be paying people like money. And they will come with, as a boy, you'll be eating oranges, you'll be eating bananas. And you're just like, I thought we get up here because people will come in and out of the house because unfortunately she lost one of her legs. She cannot really walk. But it's so nice, like the community that surrounds her that comes in and out to help see her and also getting married from her. Like, oh my gosh, that's so dramatic. But also, what was interesting about my grandma, the first thing that she did when she saw me, she allocated her hand instead of hugging me. So I just went up to her and hug her. That's it. At this point, I decided I don't care. I'll just go up to people and hug them. Although, I'm, especially older people, I've been doing that lately. The one was interesting, like, there was this little kid of this lady that owned my grandma in her house. And I saw this kid and I saw my grandma, like, caressing this kid, putting this kid to sleep. And I kept looking at her and I was thinking, look what I missed out. And so... This is one of the mixed feelings that I have as well about my trip. It's, oh, I feel on one side I missed a lot. On one side, I'm just, mm, I'm just the money, the money, <laughs> the money making machine, you know? The expectation is always like you give money, especially as a diaspora, like you're coming in. For me, I was able to get away a lot of time because my mom was there. But like even my grandma was, at some point, I could hear like, I don't understand wealth fancy entry, but I could hear my mom getting annoyed with my grandma about the fact that she kept on asking for money. I could hear it because my mom, she's a sweet lady. But if you get on her nerves, she will let you know. That's the thing. I said my mom was very annoyed about the fact that my grandma was kept asking for money. What you wish is that your relationships are not based on that. You wish that your relationship with your family will be more about love and care. But also you understand that the situation there is not like the easiest of the situations. And so there is not as much liquidity. There is an inflection rate and things like that. But what I hate is the fact 
family assuming that you have money just because you live abroad for me these past few years they've been very hard it's maybe now that i can relax a bit my shoulders but i have to work through uni my family has to go to several financial difficulties also because sometimes people don't know where to put in their mind into because sometimes people will be we invested more in ghana than in italy and i was just thinking but we still need the roof on our head in italy can we get our priorities straight we need to talk about these things about this as the so something that was a little bit a bit thinking it was to see the producer but that has been working on i feel like oh which way i can help more but also i'm thinking these are the same projects that cause me stress and frustration throughout the years and so that's also a lot to navigate too yeah so for me like going to ghana has been great has been on one side a rediscovery journey reconnection journey i'm going to see my friends that are from london that i haven't seen in like years and hug them enjoy and people see me bloom yes because people people thought i couldn't dance but then i showed people because i was one of the brides where i my friends wedding listen and people thought i couldn't dance because british people used to say like ah benedicta ha 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 you can't dance you like dance like a white woman then i got to the wedding and i show people that i can dance okay i can dance i'm not a perfect dancer but i got moves and i still got a little bit of moves okay and this is also text of my italian friend i feel oftentimes i say that oh my black british friends i'll be to tune in and be proud of my Canadian origins da, 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 da. but honestly like connected to the black italian community has really held my soul because the way i was just dancing and enjoying and vibing and not feeling like oh people are judging my dancing i was like i like you girl I like you girl yes and so that was great that was great like it was nice to see where I was in my journey and feeling true to myself but also it was under a family member I have to surrender to the fact that under a family member that very critical and so I wish that where we go as the experience we would not just limit ourselves to having a good time to just enjoying as I said not just party and stuff like that but we need to better understand like Ghanaian politics listen this was a trip where i finally understood get your policies because explain why every time when i was little that like i would hear if it's still now i will hear like my family talking about ndc mpp and i can't believe i finally understood it took this long for me to understand Ghanaian politics like, i was like yes now it's making sense ndc mpp and actually like this part is divided based on, on ethnic groups i didn't know that I'd never thought of that. And like, they clearly explained to me, they were like, okay, the Ashantis tend to well vote for MPP. Meanwhile, the rest, like, because Ghana has different actor groups, different tribes, different languages. And uh, meanwhile, the, the Adans, the Gaon, the Airways probably, they vote NDC. So everybody from this region wrote different things. And I hear very interesting discussion, for example, about like freedom of religion, freedom of expression, because there could be a chance that the next president of Ghana could be Muslim. But the thing is that people are not very happy about it. They may not like vote a Muslim person in power. Despite there are plenty of Muslim people in Ghana, they've been quite influential and their cultures has been quite influential within Ghana. I think sometimes the Muslim people in Ghana deserve more credit and a little bit more respect of what you look at your context. Like they need to actually like yeah have access to more opportunity. But the thing is that 
the current vice president that is running for presidency has been messing it up. And thanks to Ghanaian activist Chris, this activist, you should follow him on Instagram, on Twitter. I'll put his Twitter in the, in the link. It's a lot of talking sense about Ghanaian politics, and I'm learning a lot from him because literally I'm just like, hey! Ghana politics is so messed up. And the way these people, Nana Kufuado went from being a great president for us, the experience, because he would talk to us properly. I feel he really was in tune with us, the experience, but he failed to serve the country. He really failed to serve the country. And sometimes as as the experience, we have to be able to criticize, not just enjoy the benefits of the policies that the president was putting in place. Because if those policies serve their spirits but do not serve the people that actually live there in the country all year round, it's time we start asking questions. It's time we start asking questions. So me, I tried to really get educated about Ghanaian politics, what's happening in Ghanaian society. Because people are really suffering. As much as I saw weddings, and also my friend Lorraine, also she got married too. She did a traditional civil wedding too. It was beautiful. Uh, there is this duty, the experience married Ghanaians. Do not bring that to me though. I love you guys. I love you guys, but I don't think I'm suited for a Ghanaian man. A Ghanaian man will hate me, I swear. Because already my dad cannot handle my dad cannot handle me. My dad's family noticed that I'm quite a strong person, despite I was like, they have been quiet, minding my business. People went, mm, you look like a strong girl. I was like, I'm just here minding my business. I'm not here to play strong lady. I'm here minding my business. I want to be a lady of leisure during this trip. People were like, oh, you're strong. Because I decided to participate in libation. So, contrary to my bad wishes, I did it. Okay? Because, why did I do it? As much as my faith is very important, as I say always, I think also still important to tune in with the spiritual practices as well that our ancestors did to a certain extent because the way that was just violated eradicated does not sit right with my spirit at this day and time in my life so i decided to participate in libation and honest the people that came before me because that was also what the bible does because when we're talking about jacob isaac abraham aren't those ancestors talk to be church talk to be church so why don't i honor my grandparents. Why don't I honor that? I should honor that. I should definitely like honor that. Honor where I come from. Honor my grandparents. And in this trip, I realized that probably I became my granddad's wildest nightmare. <laughs> because I'm just like, the way I should do not just care. I just played my auntie because they kept on trying to ask me when I'm getting married. I was like, enough. I'm not going to give you money till you stop asking me when I'm getting married. And that's how I played the matriarch or the family <laughs> and uh, yeah so i was so tired of also people asking me when i'm getting married so i was really looking forward to coming back to italy and i came back to the people of the diaspora I was very happy as well i was happy to be home in ghana and get it to know like the culture seeing that i know god and people would be always shocked that i can't navigate and speak god well that also, it was also nice coming back. It's especially a place that I feel a lot like home, like Florence. So yeah, it's been a good trip. I hope to go to Ghana often. I hope to engage more with Ghanaian people to better understand the politics and to see how to bring actual structure change. I wish like, I think one of the biggest problems of Ghana is the education. My friend Simao said this. In Brazil, for example, you have the colonizers that you see that the colonizers have been there. You have white people that are there 
that are educating you, okay? But in Ghana, in many places in Africa, you have people that give you colonizer education that look like yourself. And so you question less. And so I really wish that Ghana would be more in tune with its history, with its spirituality too and question more of these evangelicals putting posters all over Ghana the advertisement like the lectures are coming up I see probably more church advertisement than uh, listen I've seen more church advertisement okay than anything else than political advertisement and that's very interesting and also let's talk about how you don't see as many women involved in politics let's talk about that and let's talk how Ghanaian men can be a little bit too much. I was just over it. That's why I say Ghanaian men do not like me. Because one guy tried to grab my hand while I was like, <laughs> at my friend's wedding. And I was like, leave me. I was like, why are you touching me? Like, because I literally hate people touching me, even people that I know. I have to get confidence with you and know you well to touch me. Leave me. And he was like, yeah, what's up? I just wanted to say hi. And I was like, why are you touching me? You're a stranger. Like, relax. And can we talk about how Ghanaian men can really be a lot? They can uh, be flirting with one girl one minute, the next minute with another girl. Is that what you guys want from me? Because some of you all are trying to convince me that I can find my, my guy in Ghana. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But if that works for you, but I see my friends, they are great, great partners. So I love that for them. But personally, me, I've never found one. So I'm happy like that. I'm not gonna lie. So with that being said, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow the Chronicles of a Black Italian Women and Chronicles of a ABI Double V. And uh, I'll catch you in the next two weeks actually. Enjoy this beautiful season, the Christmas season. I hope light, peace, love shines through it all. Take care. Bye.